0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com. Now, here's your host.
1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. And we couldn't do this work without our sponsor, OnPay. So thank you to them for making these stories possible. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Catherine Petralia with Cabbage, an American Express company. Welcome, Catherine.
0: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Well, um, we've been following you through the years. I think that um, I, don't, I don't even remember the first time we talked. Uh, was probably close to the beginning of your adventure, and now as being part of American Express, it's just amazing to watch the growth and evolution of Cabbage. But it's really, to me, the gift you're giving everybody is how you're helping these small business folks. Can you talk about how kind of partnering with American Express has uh, enabled you to serve the small business community um, one, in one more way through this Cabbage checking that's coming?
0: Uh, sure thing. We were excited about um, joining American Express because they have a very similar mission and similar culture to Cabbage. We care very much about our customers and American Express serves lots and lots of small businesses and Cabbage has you know, served a lot as well, but certainly fewer than American Express. So um, through, through this um, transaction, we're now able to amplify our efforts, both of us, to serve small businesses. American Express is pushing towards more digital beyond the card. And um, and Cabbage gets access to a lot more small businesses. We can help.
1: So now, how does it work for the consumer? How how can they get uh, access to Cabbage checking?
0: Sure. So small businesses who um, are looking for a Cabbage checking account can go to Cabbage.com. That's Cabbage with a K. It's a really easy and fast sign-up process. I, um, I actually, one of the reasons I wanted to build this product was because I signed up for a small business checking account at my local bank, Um, a few years ago, and it took literally an hour and a half to sign up. It was grueling. It was in person. It didn't make any sense. Um, and so I I was like, this is a terrible experience. Why don't they just make this faster? And as we learned more and more about how our customers who were small businesses weren't really being served by their banks with their checking accounts, not only could they not get anything other than a checking account, they couldn't get a loan or another product. They also didn't have access to, um, technologies to be able to deposit funds using their mobile account, using their mobile app. They didn't get access to funds they deposited. They were limited. They had a lot of fees. And a checking account is an important tool for a small business. It's really the operating system for their cash flow. And so we wanted to give them a place where they could make that more efficient and effective.
1: So now... um... Walk a consumer through, like I'm a small business person. I don't know anything about Cabbage. I, I'm buying what you're selling when it comes to Cabbage checking. I've, I've lived through that. Tell me how I can plug into Cabbage and how that's going to change kind of the financial game for me as a small business person. Like what are my benefits of working with you uh, rather than going with a traditional bank
0: Something I've always said about our customers, and just to put it in perspective, there are 30 million small businesses in the U.S., 90% of them have fewer than 20 employees, 80% have fewer than 10. We talk a lot about small businesses, but I don't think most people realize how small they are and how many of them are that small. So when you are you know, the owner of a company that has fewer than 10 employees, you don't have a CFO, you don't have a controller, you're doing all the jobs yourself. And so it's important to make it really simple. So when we think about cash flow management and when these businesses think about cash flow management, it's not complicated. They just want to make sure they're going to have the money that they need in the coming days and weeks to do the things they need to grow. And so. Again, checking account is really important, but the whole suite of products really includes access to lines of credit, access to payment processing, access to bill pay, um, and invoicing tools, as well as a card product. And so I think when you put them all together, it's a one stop shop for most small businesses to manage their cash flow when they have limited resources to do so.
1: So now, like you were saying, the definition of small business varies um, uh, in the eye, it's in the eye of the beholder. Like if you talk to the government, it could be as many as 500 employees as a small business. But for most kind of mom and pops out there, a small business is like you said, under 10 employees. It could be two employees. It could be one employee. It sounds like if you are in that smaller size, uh, it makes a lot of sense to check out Cabbage to see if that's, might be a better fit for the needs of where you're at rather than one of those, you know, uh, stadium banks that, um, you know, that advertise on stadiums that may not be able to relate to you as well as they would for more of their larger enterprise clients.
0: I have never heard someone call it a stadium bank. I love that. I, can I, I'm going to give you credit, but I'm going to start using that. I think it's great. Um, I would say that, you know, what we always said about Cabbage is 100% of our customers had a small business checking account. 80% of those customers actually banked with stadium banks, to use your term, but they couldn't get a loan from them. They couldn't get other products and services from them. So the idea is bring these small businesses everything they need for cash flow
1: in one place. So now, okay, say, uh, again, I'm buying what you're saying. I, I say, okay, I want to switch. So what is the pain of switching or is there any pain of switching? How do I go about doing that? What are some of the things I need to, to be ready to switch and uh, use the suite of services Cabbage offers?
0: Mostly we need to understand what type of a business you are. We need to know, um, you know, are you an LLC or are you an S corporation? Like how did you structure your business? Um, you know, what the ownership structure is so that if you're the sole proprietor, then that's a lot easier. If you have, you know, three other partners, each of whom own 25%, that becomes a little more complicated. But for most small businesses, it's pretty straightforward. We also ask to validate the checking account you're currently using, using because most of the time our customers want to transfer funds. And that's pretty much it. It's really a fairly simple process. We're able to automate validating identity and we're able to automate the underwriting process for giving you a checking account. And then once you're approved and you transfer funds, and if you need checks, you can order checks and it's, it's your account. It's, it's in your pocket, it's on your phone, you're good to go.
1: And then uh, I'll also have access to other offerings from Cabbage, like lines of credit and things like that. That, like you said, these larger banks aren't, you know, they make it seem like it's easy, but really when it comes down to it, it's not a personal relationship. They really don't care. You're kind of a line on a spreadsheet.
0: I think that's true, and I think you see that play out in the benefits that we provide in our checking account, whether it's the one point one percent APY, which is, you know is something you never hear of, up to a hundred thousand um, dollars, or whether it's the fact that there are no fees. There are lots of great advantages to using this account versus one with a bank that doesn't pay you money and, and charges you a lot of fees.
1: And then, so is there a minimum that I have to keep in the uh, checking account in order to get take advantage of all that?
0: Nope. The only the only catch, I guess, if you wanted to call it that, is that it's only up to $100,000, which based on our customer base that we've you know been working with for many years, hundreds of thousands of small businesses, um, that covers the balance that most of our customers would keep in their account anyway.
1: So then if I do kind of sometimes go over that, is there a solution for that or how...
0: Um, there will be, and that's that's in the works. But for now, um, it's again only for the APY. You can keep as much money as you want in there, but the 1.1% APY applies to that. 100%. Only
1: the first hundred thousand. Now, um, yep. let's talk about what you're seeing from the trends. Um, you know, as the pandemic is beginning to wane, are you seeing a, a recovery from the small business um, folks, or is this something that? Uh, They're still kind of battling the, I'm I'm fortunate to interview a lot of folks. Uh, People are pretty optimistic and they're pretty resilient and they just kept figuring out a way to make things work um, when I've been talking to them. But I mean, you talk to a lot more than I do.
0: And we have seen the same thing. The resiliency of small businesses and entrepreneurs is remarkable in this country. And um, we've been so excited to hear stories about how these businesses have shifted um, In many different ways, in many ways, it improved their business to think about other ways they could run it. So retailers, you know, have a global market, not a local market. Um, restaurants that are now, you know, having food delivered to folks across the country through platforms like GoldBelly um, or, you know, to delivery to home through all of the folks you might use to have food delivered to your home. I think there have been lots of really interesting opportunities for businesses to have expanded And what we're seeing right now is that they are recovering. 85% of the customers we surveyed surveyed said they were fully open, which was a 51% increase from the prior report, the prior quarter.
1: Now, did you find that uh, more and more of your clients are kind of online first, uh, where they're kind of leaning more or at least having more online options where their customer base is now the world rather than maybe their community?
0: Well, so Cabbage, we got our start making small business loans to eBay businesses. So, you know, I would say in 2009, 100% of our customers were e-commerce. But by 2014, 80% of our, sorry, <laughs> 95% of our customers were brick and mortar. So when we think about the customers we talk to, they're not digital natives, most of them. These are businesses that have adapted to move online over the years and certainly during the pandemic. So, you know, 15% of those customers from our survey at least shifted online.
1: So they're doing at least a portion of their business online? Yes. And then um, are you seeing a recovery in the folks that were those brick and mortar? Are, are they recovering as well or have they just kind of morphed into these more uh, hybrid uh, in real life and online businesses?
0: Brick-and-mortar small business retail is alive and well. I see it when I walk up and down the streets of my neighborhood um, where I live and, you know, which a few miles away where my office is. I mean, there's plenty of brick-and-mortar retail. And keep in mind, that includes things like the local optometrist who sells eyeglasses, you know, to the local running shoe store. There are lots of businesses still doing a great job um, with foot traffic. But 15% of businesses that we surveyed said they had moved online. And that is kind of an interesting thing for for getting access to more customers than those who walk into your store every day.
1: Now, what about the um, kind of emerging entrepreneurs, folks that maybe got laid off or displaced, or maybe just got frustrated by kind of the, the corporate way, then said they want to kind of venture out on their own? Are you seeing a, a more, maybe first time or newer entrepreneurs and maybe a more diversified group of those. Maybe those are the people that um, are the minorities, the women, the folks that um, maybe hadn't done this before are taking the leap into entrepreneurship.
0: You see that after every recession. In twenty twenty, by the way, had more new business starts than any time in history, and you know you saw the same thing after the last recession. You saw the same thing after the recession before that. It is a time when people tend to take stock and think about what they're doing and how they could be doing it, how they could be doing it better. So it it does make a lot of sense, you know, that there are more new business starts. We don't have specific information about who the people are who are starting businesses. It's possible that the secretaries of state have that information. um, But we certainly know that, you know, diversity is something that's, you know, always been part of small business owners. We have a very diverse population at Cabbage. And especially with online businesses like Cabbage, we see more diversity because we're more attractive. It's sort of a nobody's judging you and you walk in the front door of your bank. We're just making decisions based on the data. And that's appealing to a diverse entrepreneurial group.
1: Now, are you finding that of this group of new folks, they're open to the offerings of Cabbage rather than go the traditional, uh, you know, bank on the corner route?
0: A hundred percent you see that whether they're signing up for a checking account or accounting software or any other products they are much more likely to go with an online option. but the pandemic is part of that too, everything's been pushed online as a result of the pandemic i mean walking in I still have to schedule an appointment to go to my bank
1: yeah it's uh and it's funny because there's a bank on every corner, so they're you know they're buying up real estate left and right, but then they make it hard to to get in in them so it's an interesting strategy that they have going forward, but I, th- I think the future. <laughs> see how that plays out. The future, I think. I think you're going to win in the future. I, I don't. I mean, I, it doesn't make any sense to me as people, uh, maybe younger and younger people. I can't see walking into a bank and waiting 45 minutes to hand somebody an envelope. You know, it just doesn't make any sense anymore.
0: Totally agree. People will figure it out. Um, there's an app for everything. And there's certainly an app for this.
1: Well, if somebody wants to learn more um, about the cabbage checking, um, what's the website?
0: It's www.cabbagewithak.com.
1: Good stuff. Well, Catherine, thank you again for sharing your story. You're doing such important work, and we appreciate you.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate you helping us share the story.
1: All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio.
0: Today's episode of Atlanta Business Radio is brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com.